The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. I hear voices in my head and it's been a long 20 years. But everybody, welcome to Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK, the official wrestling podcast of Bunkerzilla UK. I am Jeremy Graves and joining me as per usual on what where I am is a wonderful sunset filled evening. So if there seems to be more natural light, if you're watching the video live on twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK, that's why I look like I'm more naturally lit. But someone who has equally good amounts of natural light in the world in general, because he is a ray of sunshine in all that is life, it is the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. Good sir, how are you doing today? I am a ray of sunshine. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? All good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just like, with a new job, getting used to kind of like early starts, like 6.30am starts to get out the door for about quarter past seven and coming back about 6.30 in the evening and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of readjusting the uh readjusting kind of like the schedule the body schedule Re readjusting life readjusting <laughs> life that's why we have started a little bit later now on uh on a uh, twitch we're starting at eight o'clock rather than seven thirty. it gives us a chance to get back from our jobs get food kind of make sense of the world and then come and chat to you lovely people but, exactly because uh, it's not like at all that one of us only managed to walk through the door within the last 20 minutes or so some might say and scoff down a sandwich and then come on live because that's how life works everybody <laughs> I'm not naming any names. Know, if you're enjoying the show, everyone, thank you very much for checking us out today. You can find us on the likes of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. I I'm drawing a blank on other platforms, but wherever you can probably find audio, more than likely, Mr. Decadane-san has made sure you can find this podcast on that platform. If you enjoy the show, make sure you tell a friend, and if you feel so inclined, you can leave us a little... Let's rating, if you will, or a review on that platform of choice as well. As we alluded to a few moments ago, we are recording this live on twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK. If you would like to see more content from Bunkerzilla UK, there is more upcoming, including Mr. Decker-san. I think we should highlight now this coming Friday, that being the 29th of April, if my calendar is not lying to me, we have got the return of Quiz Smash. This coming yes. Friday evening. Yes, we've been on the road for a couple of weeks, for a couple of months over at uh, MinamiCon and KokoraCon. We're now back. We're now doing the uh, the live streams with guests, and uh, I have, I may have a new round or so to play on Friday. It's going to be fun. But uh, yes, it's the it's the place where I put people's uh, geeky and pop culture knowledge to the ultimate test. We have fun little rounds like general knowledge, and then we kind of dabble in the great classic. Uh, the great classic sort of realms of good old game shows, like, say, Catchphrase, or, I don't know, I can't remember one, so, so, Pictionary, that sort of stuff. I know it's not game show Pictionary, yeah. but you know what, you, you, people, people know, people know the basics of Pictionary, in a way. Yeah, or if you're me, you can't draw for heck, as it were. So, there, oh, there have been some, <laughs> I know, right, there have been some experiences in the past, but if you would like to see Quiz Smash, make sure you are following us here at twitch.tv slash UK. If you feel so inclined, you can subscribe as well. And uh, good sir, that will be kicking off from 8pm on Friday, correct? Live on Twitch? Yes, yes. So Bunkazilla streams will start 8 o'clock uh, if there's something going on. So yes, Friday, 8 o'clock, 
come along, it'll be fun. And if you miss out, if you know, if you don't join us live, don't worry. The recordings are on the Twitch page for like uh, sixty days or so, so you're able to catch up that way. Um, yeah, last Friday every month, eight o'clock on Bungus of the UK Twitch channel. And speaking of, if you miss it, like video on demand type things. You can also find Bunkerzilla UK on YouTube. You can find some videos there, including old episodes of Bunker Mania, should you want to go back in time and see what the heck we were talking about like this time last year, quite possibly. It would be very interesting almost, to see what was almost. Being... It's know, almost right? one year. It's almost know, one nearly, year. Nearly, nearly. End of, end of May, I think, is, is a year anniversary. Yeah, I and think we started right. with Hell in the Cell, didn't we? That seems familiar. Yeah, Hell in an Uncentical Cell. That was... That was... <laughs> That was a fun show. Hmm. Yeah. Moving on. Sorry, I interrupted your, your opening spiel. No, it's all good. I think that, that just about covers everything, actually. So, yes, you can find us on YouTube as well. Make sure you give us a subscribe there. And you mentioned things that are fun. You know what else has been fun recently? What's just wrestling fun? in general. It's been good fun. Yeah, yeah I'd say I say so. Across, I, definitely across both, um, both, uh, both main promotions at the moment. There's, there's stuff to enjoy in both. I mean, some stuff can. It's like it's, it's like it's it's a common phrase that I always use on uh, on I use on this show, especially with for WWE. Stupid bollocks is also fun bollocks at the same time. It's <laughs> it can be fun. But no, why has no one why has no one got a, ca- a tag team called Stupid Bollocks? <laughs> I think I think the censors might have a problem, and I think the sponsors might have a problem as well. I mean, look, let's be fair. If it's in the US, they won't. This is probably true. Which then, by default, it means the live broadcast will be totally fine. Also, should should actually mention this before we go any further. If you are checking us out live on Twitch tonight as we record this, first of all, thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to leave any comments as we go along, share your thoughts, do post them in the chat. And we may or may not, for all you know, read some of them on the air. Because who knows what directions we're going in. But I think the first thing we should do, Ian, is discuss a certain door that has been kicked open following an announcement on AEW Dynamite last week. Not my door. No one's kicking my door down. (laughs) Whereby AEW owner, president, whatever his actual title is, I kind of keep forgetting at this point. Tony Khan. Tony Khan came out onto the ramp and said he was going to have a major announcement. It turned out this was going to be one where he was actually going to announce it himself, not one of those old school Tony Schiavone ones where it's like, Tony Khan will make a huge, annou- a huge announcement and then it's actually, oh no, it's a different Tony doing it sort of oh. thing. No, so, so Tony Khan appeared on the stage and then introduced the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, there have been some big rumors doing the round earlier in the week about something that was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. This confirmed that, but it was confirmed via Adam Cole interrupting the announcement and announcing it himself which is even more amusing. That being that AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling are going to be running a co-branded event named Forbidden Door. If memory serves, I believe the event is taking place in June. And I won't lie, I was thinking, I really want to go. I really want to go. I could, but that involves money Mm. and travel. But I really want to go. So yeah, there's going to be a big show. I could already think of a load of matches I would love to see on the show. Mm -hmm. Let's be realistic. Hypothetically, if at this point CM Punk is champion and Kazuchika Okada is champion, we're not Mm -hmm. getting them in a singles match, people. Be realistic about this. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have the two world champions facing each other in a singles match, at least. 
But there should be some very fun moments on this show. I think it would be really good fun unless House of Torture are involved from New Japan. Fair enough. Um, You have no context for what that means, do you? No, no, because it's like, obviously I know of the familiar names from New Japan Pro Wrestling, but it's like, because there's so much wrestling going on, it's like I just haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch Basically, there's a lot of wrestling. It's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you can't consume it all in one go. Okay, um, you know, that, that actually brings up a point then. This can, this can lead into your thoughts on this announcement then because mm-hmm. obviously, from my perspective, I follow Japanese wrestling for a long time and I still try and follow it as much as I can when I can because like you say, there's a heck of a lot of wrestling to indulge in. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, I've already got some dream matches in my head or dream scenarios I'd like to see happen. But from your perspective, as someone I think you would say is fair to say has perhaps indulged in a little bit here and there of Japanese wrestling, mm, but you're not yeah. perhaps overly familiar with that scene of things. What does this announcement mean to you in terms of an excitement level and in general? I think, I think it's just not. I think it's just. Uh, I think for wrestling fans, especially f- for myself, it's kind of like it's an opportunity to check out uh, a different promotion. In a in a different environment, because obviously the the way New Japan is presented on in certain in, in Japan is a lot different. Obviously, fans don't the fans are different to to Western fans and that sort of stuff. And that's it's a different environment, different sort of vibe there as well. And obviously, the style styles mesh as well, because a lot of a lot of Japanese wrestling, from what I've seen, is sometimes being stiff. I watched a bit of the uh, the G One Climax when uh, yeah. Moxley first entered. Yeah, the their, their big annual massive tournament that they do. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like, the, it's like different ring styles, different presentations and so forth. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they mesh with AEW. I mean, I, I think it was a no-brainer this was kind of on the cards when uh, AEW's programming went to New Japan World. Or and, yeah, yeah. They've, they've started showing that with Japanese commentary, of which I, I might have to look up the name and try and find it, but there is actually someone on Twitter who is doing threads translating what the wrestlers doing color commentary is saying. Mm. So they had, I think, Shingo Takagi was a guest commentator on one show. Mm. And I think they had El Desperado doing another one. And it's just mm. like sharing their thoughts. And there was a really random comment, one of them, where I want to say it was Shingo like heard the name Wheeler Yuta being mentioned mm. in a match. And he thought it was one of the young lions on an excursion in the US by the name of Yota Suji. Oh, and he just thought, and he just thought, oh, he must have changed changed his name for the for the tour. And it's like, oh no, it's a completely different wrestler. And Shingo's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just sort of little fun anecdotes, and you get little fun anecdotes as well. It's like, oh yeah, I wrestled him once. I never got my revenge, oh. sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah, like you said, it's kind of on the cards, but but it, it's nice to see that. But sorry, continue. Yeah, I think I think if anything, it's gonna be probably uh, it's gonna be a nice. The thing is, is like if they if they try to build a lot of stories up, I mean, it would be nice to see them try to do a lot of stories up, uh, build a lot of stories up into it. But I can see it from more of an exhibition side. Of it. I think it. I think the show will be more or less exhibition rather than kind of storyline threaded. I mean, you can have. I mean, in terms of like some of the in some of the matchups, which doesn't involve a title or something like that. Yeah, you can you can you can build. So I know um I know Jay White's been hanging around Adam Cole for a bit. So that's clearly. That's clearly in some way going to lead in towards Forbidden Door and whatever they're doing with opponents and, and all that. Yeah, sort of stuff. some kind of a, I believe the phrase that was being used was an undisputed elite, like cross bullet club crossover type thing. Yeah, I think that's because yes, I everyone, think... bullet club is still a thing if you didn't know. It's really yes. old, but it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going for the members. They just keep it changing. Um, 
yeah, I think I'm I'm interested in it. I, I think I'm I think I'm kind of more so of oh, this will be a cool thing to watch. It's like I think I know there are a lot of wrestling fans probably listening to this and probably watching and, and maybe watching this kind of going oh yeah, we should be more excited. It's like well, it's like again, it's like I I'm, I like AEW. I don't watch a lot of New Japan. But obviously, from what I've seen with New Japan in terms of uh, Mamoru Suzuki coming in and just headbutting mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan for fun, that's great, great laugh as well. Or him, um, him and Samoa Joe, if you've not seen that match yeah, for a few weeks ago, yeah, yeah, there's that as well. Um, I I think it'll be it will be a good show. I think whatever whatever happens, it it should generally be a good show. And I think if they can get the match up right, I think we'll have fun. I think some some combinations from the rosters have already kind of meshed in a while. I know uh, Moxley's had matches with Will Ospreay. Yes, he had recently. won a, a, a New Japan event in America, actually, I think it was recently. Yeah, so, I mean, there's opportunities there for for, for feuds like that to be visited and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, oh, I can, I can ima- I imagine, is, is Ken, has Kenta come back from injury after the, the ladder spot? I don't know if he is back yet, but there is a very obvious match there you could mm-hmm. do if you want the battle of the go to sleep there's a fairly yeah. obvious thing you could book there oh yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah it's like i think that the closer we get to the event in june we'll probably get a better idea i think at the moment aw storyline focuses all on double or nothing mm-hmm. uh, and rightly which, so and rightly so um so yeah i think i think if anything it's it's i kind of envision forbidden door being like say a fighter fest or mm. Uh, 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 a battle of the, of the fallen. I, I think, fight, I fight, for fight, the fallen. For, fight for the fallen. Thank you. Um, I imagine it's going to be kind of like one of those sort of super cards, which will have great wrestling. But I think from a storyline perspective, we are not necessarily going to get much, or we're just going to get very small slivers. Maybe there'll be select selective moments. Is pretty one yeah. way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting what you said about sort of like the presentation because Japanese wrestling is a different presentation. Mm. Some promotions aside, like DDT, where there is really like good wrestling, there's also some incredibly wacky stuff as well that happens in mm. there. But from a New Japan perspective, primarily it's presented like a sport, as mm. are other promotions like All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Noah. Mm. There are there's a lot more Americanized things that have got into New Japan. Like I mentioned House of Torture, which oh, let me get my brain right here. It's like it's a faction of Bullet Club that constantly cheats, which is what most of Bullet Club does. But these guys cheat even more. And they're led by a wrestler called Evil. So super heels. It's basically what they are. They're heels, but they're on a super level. Super heels, but everyone just... It's almost like turnaway heat. It's like X-Park heat, but in New Japan. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, it's kind of got to that point in a moment, from what I can tell. But but yeah, so it's going to be a very fun show, I am sure of that. Mm-hmm. And it, I also think as well, like, again, I'm thinking from your perspective here as well. I think it would also be a good opportunity just to kind of see what's the landscape of New Japan like, because they also have their New Japan Strong Show, which mm-hmm. is more their US-based show, which they record and gets aired weekly on New Japan World. Mm-hmm. I imagine that will come into play as well, because some AEW wrestlers yeah. like Moxley, like Eddie Kingston, have appeared on New Japan Strong. Okay. I think New Japan Strong is a real new care, I think, through the Roku channel, maybe? 
It could. Sure. It might also be on fight. I don't remember off the top of it. I, I, there, there comes a point where there's just too much wrestling, so I just can't watch it. Like, it's too. It's a good thing. There's a good thing. There's too much wrestling, but also. Oh yeah, no, that's a, it's a good thing. It really is. So yes. one person that I mentioned as part of this announcement was Adam Cole. Now, hey, he, there you go. He was involved <laughs> in a in a pretty big match on Good Friday. That being mm. him challenging Adam Page for the AEW World Championship in a Texas death match, which ultimately Adam Page was able to win. It was a good Texas death match. It was good fun. It ended on Good Friday, which irked some people far too much with um yeah. with Adam Cole being put through a table with the dead eye, I think it was, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. And there was like a barbed wire crown put in his head. I'm going to be honest. If you were looking to get offended... I did not, that did not even cross my mind for a moment. Like the whole yeah. idea of the barbed wire crown and being linked to Good Friday, it never crossed my mind for a second. I mean, I watched it and I kind of just thought, oh, he's just gone for a little bit of an, of an extreme finish of just putting Cole's head in barbed wire and then putting him through the table. Exactly. But it's, it's, when, it's when the news sites start kind of going, oh, people are upset. It's like, really? All right. I mean, which honestly, my first reaction was, <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> because I mean, when are people not upset? I mean, I mean, I hate to make it like a trivial statement, but wrestling fans get upset a lot over small things. I mean, I, let's be fair, I, uh, every fandom gets it yes. upset over small things. Yes, and I have just learned to not get involved and just exactly. Go, oh. let, let, just just be in your own private echo chamber. That's yeah, what yeah, exactly. So yeah, very mm. good match. If you're not going to have your way to see it, do because mm. it is worth checking out. Another thing that has occurred within the realms of AEW, MJF and Wardlow is still going on. (laughs) Wardlow's basically being put through other matches to sort of keep him at bay, if you will. Most likely until Double or Nothing, when we'll get the eventual one-on-one match. Yeah, And it is is good fun how how MJF is now just making Wardlow basically arrive at the building, be handcuffed, seemingly be dressed by security, which we don't see happen, Walks down to the ring with no music while wearing handcuffs, is released from said handcuffs, does his match, wins, gets re-handcuffed, and walks away. <laughs> oh. And this is while uh, MJF and Sean Spears of memory serves are, are in the stands, and uh, MJF's got a microphone so you can hear what he's saying. Oh, and then like Sean Spears is just throwing popcorn at people from up above. Uh, it's I, great. I, I it's great fun. Well, well, thankfully they'll probably be more alert of the cameras. I remember that that. AEW show a couple of weeks ago. Oh no, it's like a couple of months when they had the injury to um, Phoenix. Yeah. And basically they just kept going up to the audience and people just the audience going, oh, hello, hello everyone, hello. But no, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, MGF Wardlow is good fun at the moment. Um, yeah, the match has happened at Double on, I think. And it's, it'll, be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice bit of comeuppance and everyone will celebrate a powerbomb symphony of concertos, all that sort of stuff happened in the middle of the ring. Um, exactly. Just, a, just, just a side note. Um, MGF at the, I think it was a wrestling convention in Liverpool this past. Something uh, was going on in Liverpool this past weekend. Yeah. I don't know what um, it was, but there seemed uh, to be loads of wrestlers just flying into Liverpool, and, as you do. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed watching fan interactions with MGF on on Twitter. <coughs> I'm sorry. It's it's been really good fun from my perspective because I've got some some acquaintances of mine who are who don't know much about wrestling, mm. but anecdotally they keep seeing things pop up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok mm. of MJF, and it's been very good fun like the past couple of weeks, particularly this past weekend of just them going, 
Jeremy, who the heck is this MJF guy? Like, he's a right dick. And I just went, yes, that's the point. And it's great. <laughs> and I, I can't remember what the context was, but there was one where he was being pretty offensive to someone. And I just laughed. And they're like, wow, Jeremy, you're cold. I went, no, that's his character. This is what he does. Oh, it's just that like the the best the best of the bunch was someone taking a Wardlow figurine and trying to get him to sign it, <laughs> and he just went nope and just threw it away. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But also, quick random thing before I forget, talking about heels and stuff, you mm. will appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So, the Jericho Appreciation Society, have you seen their most recent entrance, which is now updated weekly? I have not, no. So they're still coming out to Jericho's song Judas and whatnot, mm-hmm. but there's now a little voiceover by, I think it's Daddy Magic, like, and it's a take on the old WWF New Generation intro, which was like <laughs> the World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. And each week, <laughs> the first time they did it, the first time they did it, you just heard the voiceover, which was like, the Jericho Appreciation Society, for over five weeks, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. And on Dynamite <laughs> last week, it said, for over six weeks, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. I just want this to update every single time. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you got you gotta you gotta make you gotta keep record of these things. It's important. Really is. I've also just got this vision that he's had to record the voiceover like for the next <laughs> year in advance or something. <laughs> it's just such a wonderfully fun moment. So another thing I'll, I'll highlight because we're sort of going to keep the AEW talk a little bit short, not for want of trying. Just yeah, t- touching on some highlights: mm. Jade Cargill and Marina Shafir mm-hmm. match number thirty, if you will, finally happened. This is a weird match. The it's way weird, I'll just... I liked it. I it oh, weird, yeah. but I liked oh, oh, it. <laughs> oh, let me let me clarify. I liked it, but it was weird. For some reason, it felt like a lot of stuff happening really should have killed this match, but for some reason, it just didn't. <laughs> like, like what is it? Jade's baddie section now, which has oh, randomly yeah. got um. Oh, I've totally forgotten her name. Red There's Velvet. Red Velvet and. Tasha Steeles, that sounds about right. I think it is. So the 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 lady who came over from Impact, I've totally forgotten her name off the top of my head. Um, But yeah, they're like part of it, and they're just throwing popcorn at her, which is really weird. Mark Sterling gets involved, which you know, fair play. And then Marina gets put slammed onto a table, which doesn't want to cooperate, as it Mm. were. (laughs) And and then it's like little things where it's like Marina's got like a heel hook on. Which is getting towards the end of the match, and Cargill just pummeling her in the face with kicks, and then just stands up and does the jaded no problem, like her legs not injured at all. A bit random, mm. and I enjoyed it. But there's also part of me thinking, I feel like I enjoyed this far more than I would have done normally, and I can't put my finger. I'm not trying to say something bad for the sake of it. I know, I know. Yeah, but it's just when you think back over what happened, you're like, I. Yeah, like this was, I enjoyed it, but when I think back over certain things, it's just, and also the balloons that came down from the ceiling was very amusing. And the money. And the money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, money guns have gone off. What? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think sometimes, I think when things happen in matches, like those sort of 
random things around the ringside, like the batting squad, like Mark Sterling getting kind of kind of judo throwed by uh, Shafir. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of, it might just be helping to out, help out the match pacing, just maybe down to uh, wrestlers' sort of limitation of skill sets or something like that. But that but that's not saying either one of these wrestlers involved aren't good. They are very good. They've they had a good, I thought I generally thought they had a nice little match, and I think this is the most I've seen with Shafir since. Her NXT days as part of Baszler's little posse of um, wrestlers mm. uh, back in black and the gold, black and gold days, mm. black and gold days, the gold nothing days. All Some ones. might say the classic days, classic days, classic N- NXT. No, wait, that's mm. the talent show. Stop it, stop it, Jeremy. I, I, I do. Oh, oh, yeah, no, that's not classic. Um, Don't say unless, classic unless you count like the Jericho like. Danielson match that happened on week one. That was the classic mm. bit. But I digress. I mm. will say that I think the build to this match has not been great. I feel like Marina Shafir needed more airtime on television and, quite frankly, better airtime. Mm. Because when she I, came out and did the few matches she did on Dynamite, I, I'll give you a, I, I didn't care. It's just that mm. thing of like, I didn't, I didn't get it. And apparently, like on AW Dark, like some recent matches she has had, I've heard people say, "Man, why didn't they put that on Dynamite? Like that's a far better presentation of her." And you know, not everything is going to be a home run. That's just the way mm. it is. But there is this element where number thirty was meant to be a really big deal, mm. and it just kind of feels like ultimately, it's cool to see her get to number thirty, Jade Cargill, and get the thirtieth win. It's just it. I don't know. While I enjoyed it, it. In the grand scheme of things, it's just a bit underwhelming. I don't know if it's again. It's like I don't know if it's just how AEW kind of do the storytelling or kind of do the presentation of the women's division at the moment. Because it's you're right. There should be a little bit more about when they should be a little bit more emphasis on Shafir as a performer. Um, this is so. If we take a look at WWE, for example, uh, Lacey Evans is coming back. Or she's on she's on the verge of coming back in the ring. But for the last three, four weeks, they've been doing vignettes. Again, of kind of explaining Lacey's background as a as a Marine, as a rough childhood, and all that sort of stuff. And they're building up their character. So they're building up reasons why to feel invested with the character, with the performer on different levels. And then once the ring starts, then everything starts to gel together. And maybe that's something, maybe that's something AEW doesn't necessarily kind of do well it's like it would be good if they could do a combination too the the, the big thing is aw wrestlers are very talented they they've 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 done it on the indies then and they they bring that sort of same sort of style that the fans know them from the indie scene but obviously when you're on a, a broader a, a bigger audience obviously on tbs on tnt and stuff like that sometimes wrestling only get it it sounds really it's like it sounds very harsh for me to say it like this but it's like sometimes it's not always about the wrestling it is yep, about agreed. the it is about the character it is about the stories it's and about look the complete at, package yeah and you look at and you look at some of AEW's biggest successes for example i think the cm punk mgf feud for example has been a masterpiece and that's mostly because you have characters you have a story but you also have great wrestlers and it's the same with Hangman Page from going from like rock bottom all the way up to becoming the world champion and now being a really good fighting champion. I mean, you look at the Texas death match and you see him just, he's not backing down. He's taking it 
he's taking it straight to Cole. And there's no and more look hesitation. And him getting the title as well from Omega. Look at the build yeah. to that. Exactly. And I think if 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 they could do it for some of these big names that they have brought in, they brought they have some talent that WWE have dropped the ball on. And it's like this is this is the opportunity to prove that they were wrong. And it's like Keith, Keith Lee and Swerve. Yeah. Look how much chemistry they've got together. It's amazing. They have, but it's like, well, they're not really being pushed front and center. They're mm. not kind of this is the frustrating thing. They have talent, but they go, look here, here's the wrestler, look at the wrestler do things, and then you don't see them for a couple of weeks. Or mm. they kind of just kind of kind of waddle around on the back. It's like the House of Black or Kings of the Black Throne. Mm-hmm. It's like when Malachi Black turned up, it was amazing. And now it's kind of like, yes, we've got Brody, we've got Bud, we've got Murphy, but like kind of still just AEW on- need need a trios title. They need yeah. it. They've got the Blackpool Combat Club, House of Black, like you say. Uh, there was a fun trio who I can't remember who faced Combat Club on Dynamite now. I think it was Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Brock Anderson, if memory serves. Like, that was a fun trio mm. to watch as well. You've yeah. obviously technically got you know Undisputed Elite, or eventually when he comes back, it'll be the Bucks and Omega, like just the, the, the OG Elite, if you will. Yeah, the, the, A trio's title in AEW is sorely needed. I genuinely feel that. That's not me just saying that to get another title in for the sake of it. Because every trios match that you see on AEW is... I mean, in fairness, most six-man tag trios matches in general are Mm. always good fun to a degree. They're always good fun. Yeah, and even with adding another belt, even adding the trios title to AEW, that's not a bad thing. That's not really having too Mm. many belts. The fact of the matter is, they have belts, but at least they continue to put the belts forward as actual things to fight for. Mm, and you don't exactly. see that. You don't currently see that with the Intercontinental Championship on, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Smackdown? Oh, no, no, no. You, 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 kind of, you kind of do with, with SmackDown. Is that, is that Ricochet's belt? I forget which R- one R- Ricochet is starting to kind of have a bit more a bit more of it in focus. But oh, because uh, what's with- his name? Austin Theory's US champion now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but up until Mania, they, those two belts were complete afterthought. No, no one get no one's given it's like WWE gave no shits about those belts, and that's frustrating. Whereas mm. with AEW, they have belts, but but they do put some emphasis on it. Obviously, TNT, we've got obviously we've had the feud between Scorpio Sky and, and Sammy. Um obviously I mean, team- I mean the, the TNT title situation in and of itself, that's that's potentially a whole podcast in itself, what is going on with that, which yeah. if we have time towards the end, I might talk about that. I won't do it yeah. now because I will go on for a while about it, but that's in a, yeah. in a I weird mean, place. It's like, I mean, it's like, I, I, it's like I'm, I'm, up to, I'm up to date with what's going on with the title. I haven't really been watching it and that's mostly because I'm, I've been kind of off-putted by maybe the, the Dan Lambert, the men of the year stable and also the Sammy and and Ty I mean, I, mean I, just, the, I just don't the, like. The, I just don't like either group. So it's yeah, like I mean, I don't I mean care. the short version now is that they've done a double turn on them. So now oh, it's whoop. Sammy. Now it's Sammy and Ty that are the heels, and Men of the Year and Lambert are the faces in the feud. All right, like literally because <laughs> it, okay, very ultra cliff notes. Sammy ultimately cheated to win the TNT title back, and yeah. in his promo on Dynamite, basically cemented he's now a heel, hmm. and then the Men of the Year have sort of come out and are doing the more honourable thing, as it were. And also, mm. they got a very good line because I think Ethan Page kind of told Sammy, you know, you're just like a spoiled brat, not like my kid. If you're watching this, honey, like, you should be in bed right now, kind of thing. Be a good girl. 
And then mm. Sammy just basically went, I don't give a damn about your kid. And then so they kind of use that as one of the lines to turn them both around. I mean, I mean, that's the classic fighting words. You bring the kids into it. You bring exactly. the family into it. Or if you're Heath Slater and you kind of go, I've got kids, Brock will just go, I don't give a shit. And then they're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> F5 into orbit. But yeah, so, so that, it's a weird situation, the TNT title. But I think this dynamic, the way it's now being presented, I think will work far better. Okay. It just seems really weird that Scorpio won it to then get decimated by Wardlow and not lose, to then lose it in his first defense, effectively. It, it just, it feels a very roundabout way of doing it. But you know what? I will give the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's been, I mean, I mean, it's been random hotshotting for the last, it's been kind of hotshotted for a little bit. I mean, obviously we had it when uh, Cody won it off Sammy at the end mm-hmm. of last year. And then Cody was on TV. So they have the interim stuff. And then we have the whole thing of Cody and the contract, obviously Cody over in WWE now, all this sort of stuff. So it's kind of like the TNT title has been kind of bounced around quite a lot quickly. Mm. And it's like, you know, I will say though, Sammy Guevara currently is pro- has got the is got a one hundred percent winning record on Battle of the Belts because he's won the TNT title on both specials now. <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> I know, right? So final a final television AEW note because something's actually just broken, which I will come to in a second, which sounds like it's going to be good fun. Tonight on Dynamite, there is a match I'm very excited for, Ian. Because mm. just offhandedly, while Excalibur, you know, mentioned like 10 matches in the space of 40 seconds, he just randomly said, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler in the Owen Hart tournament. To which you even heard the crowd go, wait, what? <laughs> while he was doing it. Because everyone's like, no, I want to know more about this. And this is happening as part of the Owen Hart tournament. There mm-hmm. is a great Road to Dynamite video on AEW's YouTube and Twitter, which is like a nice eight-minute video explaining that these two wanted this match. This isn't a question of them splitting. They're going mm-hmm. to they're gonna be brothers for life, quite literally. This is mm-hmm. just about they wanted to both be involved in the tournament, and they want to showcase themselves to the best ability they can. And it's now been announced that CM Punk's going to be the guest commentator on the match. Oh, joy, this will be fun. This is going to be great fun tonight. I cannot <laughs> wait to see this match. I'm getting goosebumps, literally, as I think about it. I mean, here's the thing. Will that actually be a winner? I, I don't, mean, know, it, I don't know what the time limit is. Um, I imagine it's I mean, there, 20 or 30 minutes. I mean, there is, I mean, there is a, obviously, yes, it's a great, it's a cool, amazing thing to happen. Part of me is kind of thinking... Either either they've they've either agreed one of them has to win it and they're gonna say this person's probably best to, or basically is it part of me worries they're gonna have like a double count out or a timeout and they both don't qualify. Which should probably I tell, be fine. Should I tell you why I don't think that will happen? Mm. If there is a draw, I think it will be a time limit draw. Because mm. this Owen Hart tournament is being presented in such a prestigious way. Mm. And given for want of a better word, given the historic nature of this tournament and what it represents, mm. I don't think they're going to do, to put it bluntly, any shitty finishes in this tournament. Okay. Even Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly last week, it was a really hard-fought match. It wasn't a crappy finish at all. Like Kyle O'Reilly got the win and beat Jungle Boy. There may It may have sort of started after the, ma- the fact that Christian wasn't happy with Jungle Boy or something. So it might lead to circumstances following okay. it. But the okay. matches itself, I think, are going to be very well protected. Okay. All right. 
that's fine. I mean, it's like, I don't want to see it happen, but part of me kind of thinks when you get the situation of who is the better person, it's like, does the... I mean, if if this has been if they if they've kind of said yes, we'll do this, then obviously they they have a plan in mind, and hopefully the plan goes well. Mm. Speaking of pl- speaking of plans, would you like some somewhat breaking news from AEW, which has got me interested? And I've, I've sent you a link as well for, for reference. Go on. So AEW Games's Twitter account a couple of hours ago posted the following. We have something very exciting to show you next week on hashtag All Elite Arcade. Follow AEW Games' Twitch for notifications. And the graphic that they shared with this says the following. AEW Games All Elite Arcade. Tune in at 11am on May the 4th for, in very big letters, console game sneak peek. I'm assuming that's 11 a.m. Eastern, so that's yeah. 4 p.m. UK, I guess. Okay. So it looks like come... Well, basically, this time next week, there will have been something shared about the AEW video game, which are you aware of some news, some scuttlebutt news that has been doing the rounds about the AEW game in the past week? Not to my knowledge, to be honest. I know it's still hmm. still in development. It is, it is due to be out at some point. I think they were saying at some point this year it was coming. So some of the, I don't, again, don't know if this is true yet because so so, so spec, speculative as it were. Okay. Some of the word doing the rounds is that they are aiming for release around September this year. And okay. apparently the it looks like the title of the game may be something based on a trademark like AEW Fight Forever. It's a it's a it's a decent name. I mean it's yeah. I mean mo- I mean obviously WWE have the two K twenty two K thing now. Exactly. So obviously So yeah, it's like I mean it's like the early the olden days of the olden days of video game wrestling video games. They obviously have the thing, but then it's like you'll have something like WWE Betrayal, WWE Day of Reckoning and stuff like that. So fight Crush Reckoning, Hour. So- Crush Hour, yes, <laughs> the driving game about wrestling. What? Um <laughs> we, or you know, um, it could be like the TNA Impact game where they develop the game not knowing that wrestling rules meant you needed rope breaks and pinfalls. <laughs> it's like, oh, pin, but he's under the rope. Ah, still a pin. <laughs> um, I mean, looking at the graphic, looking for the graphic at it, it kind of kind of looks like they've borrowed the UK uh, retail unit games branding. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? It's got like text <laughs> in like sort of a purpley pink and green. I mean, the font, the font is quite similar. I mean, ironically, the actual game, the the word games in AEW Games' logo looks very similar to game. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's that's why. Because I was looking and going, okay, all right, we'll see. We'll see some cultural stuff. I mean, I think the the bottom line, I think for for any wrestling game, it just, it needs to play well. If it can play well, then you'll be fine. Mm. If you, if you, if you don't play well, and we've all been burned by wrestling games before. I got oh, haven't by, we just? I got burned by WrestleMania 21 on the Xbox. Oh, con- that was that was an un. What was the story behind that? Was it like they put an unfinished version on the Gold Master or something? Because I remembered I tried to do a special move, and the special animation started and then just was was done. And yeah, that's when I, I realized, oh, I had this I had good. games. I think I had games that that froze. It's like usually usually. I'm not too kind of if if a wrestling game is but if I at least find a wrestling game fun to play, then I'll keep it. 
So it's like I, I, I tried, I tried WWE Raw for Xbox, like the original Xbox, so yeah, a few months ago, which had and the it, insane custom entrance stuff as yeah. well. But it plays like shit. <laughs> oh yeah, you only kept the game to do to create a wrestler entrances with. Because yeah. you could put real music behind it because of the Xbox CD player function. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, as long as it's like, if you can make it, if it works for the console you're playing it on at the time, great. If you, if it, it's like, I think that is the only wrestling game I've literally gone no and took it back the next day. I didn't order, um, it's like, I did pre-order 2K20, but then the moment the bad review started coming out, I cancelled it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, of which, you know what, we, we've got some, we're going to be talking a little bit about the, the next, well, the current 2K game, I should say, in a few minutes. So let's let's hold that thought for a moment, good sir, because I think this is a good segue to move into the world of WWE. And in, in, it's sort of quite a fun thing, actually, to talk about to begin with. This being, literally, as you put it in our, in our sort of show notes here, 20 years of Randy Orton. Randall That's the headline. Keith. That's the tweet. <laughs> Randall Keith Orton has been there for 20 years. Him and his Randy knockout. <laughs> I've got I've got stats here from obviously from WWE. So take this. Oh god, no, go on. I haven't heard these. So let's so, hear it. So so debuted on April 25th, 2002. Uh he That is, was on SmackDown? I yes, I think it's Bob Holly. That sounds familiar, but, yeah. Yes, uh, he would become one. He would be the youngest world heavyweight champion ever. Though that was when he beat Canadian wrestler X at SummerSlam. Yes, uh, who does not get mentioned in in most things for good reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember I remember watching that match. I think I watched that match live. Yeah, and likewise. Because I, like, I was like, I was kind of going, wouldn't it be cool if Randy won the title? And then once I was like. Oh, this is awesome. I remember I was, oh, what was it? Here's a fun, wacky, wacky story for you. Mm. At the time, I was I was going to like film school in America, mm. and I remember watching the WWE pay-per-view webcast of SummerSlam 2004. Mm. I remember watching it, because I, wa- I remember watching it live. It was an awful stream. Like we're talking like 2004 quality, like oh, so 56 flat, kilo- flash, kilobytes. flash player stream, yeah, basically. <laughs> but I remember watching it live, and it was it genuinely was quite a moment. It felt very special. Mm. Obviously, now it's not something that can really ever get replayed properly. For I mean, because the, the reason was, we alluded to, but. I mean, there was a cool moment where he was given the belt by the champion who lost it, and it was a bit a bit where you just saw the former champion just kind of go, this is your moment, take yeah. it. And he just mm-hmm. like, it was like, Autumn was, he looked genuinely shocked at the time. And it's like, obviously things didn't necessarily pan out because he lost it a month later. And that was, and that was obviously due to, obviously, well, it was due to, it's been documented. Triple H. Was, yeah, but it was also documented that he wasn't really kind of performing to a, a certain level. Because obviously mm-hmm. in the early days of Randy Orton, um, and he's talked about this on documentary stuff. Yeah, that. he had a reputation. He had a reputation. He was he was he was a dick. <laughs> there's no sure who coding about it. I mean, there's there's this great WWE Untold story um, on the network where they talk about uh, the the match with Undertaker. I think at WrestleMania. That was Mania 21 because yeah, they, that was yeah because yeah, I I was originally going to be there and couldn't get there. So yeah, they yeah they talked they talked about the um they talked about how uh, Autumn missed the practice and yeah. it's kind of like he felt really really down about it but being able to still put on a good match and then have 
uh, and have that lead into like a series of matches against Taker with his dad, mm. uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, and some of that kind of started to put Orton back on like a better path in a way. Uh, on the good uh, step rather than the On the good step. step. On the good step. But um, yeah, so other, uh, so other things on his, on his little resume from WWE, he's a one-time US champion. He's a one-time Intercontinental champion. Two-time Is he seriously only a one-time US champion? Yeah. Remember, he oh, won that- it and lost it at WrestleMania against Jinder Mahal in that Fatal 4-Way. Oh yeah, I guess he was. We IC talked about cha- that. He was IC champion for blooming ages, wasn't he? I well, he, that was the it was the whole legend killer. Yeah, and that was the whole like, evolution it, time as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and so. that, and that and it's like I still I still love the Orton Foley match from Backlash. It's that so was good. A, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it was the time where you finally thought that Randy Orton as a character had an edge. Mm. That that's what that match did, and that's why like Foley was so proud of it as well, mm. and what it really really was impactful that match, and and did a lot for his career. I think mean, basically it's the Randy Orton coming out coming out towers. Basically, here yeah. you go. It's time to time to really kind of get to work. <laughs> yeah, because that was Backlash two thousand four four because it was mainly a twenty where it was the Rock and Sock the Evolution. Match, yeah, it? yeah, and the Triple Threat was the rematch of. Uh, Triple threat from WrestleMania 20 in the main event. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we've got two-time Raw Tag Team Champion, uh, one-time SmackDown Tag Team Champion. That's with Bray and Luke Harper. Uh, he oh, is that a Grand was Slam- a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was a, he's a Grand Slam champion. He's a two-time Royal Rumble winner, 2009-2017. Money in the Bank winner for 2013. Most matches in Raw history. Most matches on WWE pay-per-view slash premium live events in history. Um, the fact they had to do slash premium live event it's like no no oh, it says premium live events on this graphic I'm saying pay-per-view oh good. thank you in that case thank you <laughs> it's like it wasn't all premium live events WWE stop it <laughs> <laughs> but but no it's just it's like at the moment obviously with RK Bro it's like it's it's like it's fun watching Orton. Orton looks like he's having fun. It, 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 it just it feels very rejuvenated. It's like even even going after twenty years, he still does matches at a very high quality standard. He's excellent in the ring. You've got everyone knows the moves off by heart. The table slam. The the uh, the uh, there's the vintage Orton, which is the draped DDT on the ropes. But it's is that like, literally what the move is called now? The vintage. Orton? It, it's basically Michael Cole always shout vintage Orton. So basically, I don't call it a draped TV, but like when he sees it, just shout, "It's vintage! It's vintage! Vintage!" <laughs> it's like a it, fine wine. <laughs> it's like a fine wine, and obviously one of the, it's like one of the best finishers out there with RKO, and it's just the like Randy being, knockout. The the amount of times it's just been used in strange places, like from people flying off, Evan Bourne, even like one of the Usos this week. It, the, the, do you remember when it was like getting memed to hell with like people yeah. just had to get out of nowhere? It was yeah. so good. But the fact is, that's the joy of the move. It really could be out of nowhere. So it's like, even with some of the, the Raw Tag Team matches, when like, I think it was Gable, there's a flip off the ropes and he gets RKO'd. It's it's beautiful. It's a fun thing, and it's I, just like- I always remember that like, when you were mentioning like, the one to Evan Bourne, aka Matt Seidel. Yeah, I remember that. I think that just happened randomly on a Raw. Yeah, like no one. It was like he did a shooting star press and just turned it into an RKO, and it was that equivalent of like you've just done that. No pun intended. Out of nowhere on a Raw, like would you not save that for something monumental? But no, okay, sure. 
But oh, so that one in particular is when he flips and it's just all just pops up and just goes, all right, and just, just, just drops him like um, like mere inches from the mat. It's like, this should not make sense, but it does. I still, I think one of my favorite is still Mania 31 with several Rollins is one. When he go when he tries to go for the stomp, he gets flung up into the air and he just comes back and all oh, the goes, one which oh, is like right. a sky high RKO. It was so yeah. good. And then all of this have there's a big celebration in the ring before painting him. It's like, I hit it. It's like, I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's I, amazing. It, it, it's very funny when you just think over loads of moments, moments of Randy Orton's career, like the amount of matches he had with John Cena. Like the yes. never-ending feud. And eventually they said never again. And I think six months later they did it. Oh. As was part of the course. Oh, it, was a mo- it was the time very early on. It was probably before Evolution when I think he injured his shoulder. Mm. And the way they kept oh, yeah. him on TV was to do like little news updates during Raw. And they called it like RNN instead of CNN, which I always took to mean the Randy News Network. But then he had a thing where he was also taking selfies and just trying to chat at the divas backstage for a bit, and then and then. Oh, so, 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 oh, oh, you mean Austin Theory? It's it's <laughs> pretty. It's it's early day Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, twenty years when we come back and think about it's, it, it's, it's like oh, Austin Theory's had a great career. He's he started <laughs> off with with his own ranting news network, the Austin News. Oh. Also, do you remember Orton's old music before he got like the the one that is you know that he just has had forever now? It's like hey. hey. Nothing, Nothing gonna you say. say. Nothing's <laughs> gonna take out my hand. I like that. I, I genuinely miss that theme <laughs> because it's just that's how it. Because he came out, he did like he does his he does the the arms pose on the stage, and he has like the the curtain of of like pyro behind mm. him, which is really the, cool. The as well. wall of pyro. <laughs> yes, I mean what they don't include on this graphic is also Randy Orton has appeared in such WWE films such as. 12 Rounds 2, and The Condemned 2. Uh, I think I didn't include his wellness report violations. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not, I can't remember if he did have, did he have any? I'm sure he's had a couple. I say I I'm know. sure, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. But um, no, it's just like, it's it's very surreal that it's been 20 years. Hmm. And it's no, remember like, that time he tried to, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Randy, or it might have been Kane. Remember that time he tried to electrocute John Cena's balls with a car battery and clamps? I'm not sure. I can't remember that. But I'm <laughs> sure that happened in, in in insert street fight here at one insert pay per view. Fair enough. But but no, it's just, it's just like he's been he's been there for 20 years. It's like with most rest, obviously when wrestlers have been in there for a while. Obviously they don't they don't necessarily always perform to like what they used to be. And it's like Orton's kind of matured like a fine wine, more or less, in a way. It's like he's capable. If you put him in with a good opponent that he's invested in, it's you're gonna get a good match out of it as well. He's and basically the elder statesman now of WWE, which is mental to think about. Pretty much, and it's yeah, it, it's like I could, it's like it's silly to say, it, but I could see him still being there in ten years' time. Yep, and make thirty. To be honest, I really do think so. I mean, he could even he probably on a part time basis, he'll probably end up mm. still doing what he does. But honest. the thing as well, though, is that he is someone who doesn't have to do very much now. And mm. I don't mean that to say he's being lazy. It's just he knows exactly what is needed. He knows mm. how to get the maximum amount out of it. Yeah. And when he needs to dial it up a notch, he can. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it is fun. And you can, like you were saying at the start of this discussion, 
you can tell he's having fun right now. Mm. And sometimes be it in when you watch a movie, when you yeah. watch television, when you watch like a band performing, you can tell when someone's phoning it in. You just can. Yeah. But you can really tell when someone's having a great time. And Orton is-, is having a great time. I mean, it's like there's some there's some bits. I mean, recently, I mean, that at the moment, RK Bro is fighting with the Usos. They're going to have a unification match at WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. But there's like they they've had on Raw, they've had on SmackDown actually for the last like two weeks as main events, sort of of Riddle versus one of the Usos. And I think it was when he was fighting maybe Jimmy um, that he is like Riddle hits an RKO from out of a. Out of like a Samoan pop-up drop. So basically he's he's flown up ready to get Samoan book drop, but he reverses it into RKO. And Orton comes it just kind of spills into the ring, just going, Whoa, you're hitting RKO while the ref's <laughs> counting him. And he's he's just kind of like marking out in the ring. <laughs> he's like, he's not getting involved in the match. He's just he's just sprawling going, Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> in that sort of way. It's such good fun. Uh, but yeah, on, on Raw, they had the sort, they had the kind of like they opened it up with a nice little with the video package. It's a good video package. Go out of your way to check it. Um, but then it kind of, it was obviously it was good old Riddle kind of saying, Hi, Randy, we're, we're best friends. You've done 20 years. And then everyone else who had a feud is coming in. So you had Cody Rhodes turn up going, Hey, remember, we were in Legacy and all that. I was literally about to say, Did he bring up Legacy? <laughs> yeah. And then Seth Rollins came out and went, We're having a match at Backlash. And then Ezekiel turned up and said, Hey, I'm a new uh, member of the roster. <laughs> I'm a new member of the roster. It's a pleasure to meet you, Randy Orton. Kevin Owens then stormed out from the audience going, no, 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 no. He's not an Ezekiel. He's Elias. And Did then Edge Usos- come out and say, hey, remember rated RKO? <laughs> no, no. Then the Usos came out and, and then we had an eight-man tag for like the main event, which, of course, Randy Orton won doing RKOs to nearly everyone. <laughs> RKOs... Out of everywhere. <laughs> you get an RKO. You get an RKO. You get an RKO. You don't because you're Matt Riddle. But you get an RKO. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, I like. Oh, well, I remember when they were getting, they were starting getting uh, RKO together, and they had that bit where Orton kind of sort of said thank you to Riddle, and it's like they had like the first sort of things of oh they might actually be team, but he just dropped him with an RKO. <laughs> they said no, I can't be your. F-. It's like it's alien to me being happy and having a friend. I must I, RKO you. I, I can't <laughs> let you into my cold viper-like heart. The voices they tell me to RKO you, so I will. <laughs> I hear voices in my head. They tell me to RKO you. <laughs> Uh, so uh, elsewhere in WWE land, what else has occurred? I know one random thing that's occurred is that uh, Gunther slash I keep wanting to call him I keep wanting to call him Axel Dieter very- because that's not he's not Axel Dieter. That was his indie name. Then it was it- Marcel Bartel, and now I don't know what it is now. It's so. Ludwig Kaiser. We went over this last episode. I, that was at least two weeks ago. <laughs> a lot's happened in two weeks. It's still Ludwig Kaiser. It's fine. Yeah. So I know they've been on there, but I know as well, I think other people have like returned slash debuted. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, they're kind of starting to pop up over the place, which is a good thing. It's nice to see f- from uh, returning faces, familiar faces as well. Um, if we talk briefly about NXT kind of pulls up, there's one that's not been probably well documented, but I think it's in the in the like the works of we're going to probably have a main event or not main event, main roster appearance soon. LA Knight is hmm. is okay. on his way. He's on his way to the main roster, but not necessarily as the LA Knight that we know. He's still LA Knight. He still has the LA Knight music, which is a good thing. His is he going to come out in a suit of armor? 
No, he comes out in a nice suit. He's got he's got his he's he's got a business. He's got the night model agency now. And basically, he's ta- that, he's ta- the best. He's uh, he's ta- let me finish. He's taking. Sorry, ta- I'm, I'm trying not to ta- cut you off. I'm really bad at it, but go on. He's taking promising wrestlers under his wing, like Mace and Mansoor, and they're all coming out in suits and they're being like, it's kind of like uh, like we're 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 attractive. We're, we're in that sort of sense. It's kind of it's kind of like it's like. Men in business suits, that sort of way. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, it's like, it's LA Knight, and LA Knight's a good talker. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fine. I really wish, just to just to piss someone off, he would he would have become, like, effectively like Cody's lackey, and he could have had his own his company called The Nightmare Model Agency, but spell it Nightmare with a K in front of it, and just oh, see dear. how long it takes before Vince knows that and notices. <laughs> <laughs> so then just randomly one day, that name's gone. Yeah. So we so yeah, LA Knight is is on the kind of like the bubble of about to appear on the main roster in some shape or form. He's been doing dark segments on SmackDown. So it's kind of like they're I think they are pruning and ready for a SmackDown appearance. In terms of people back on Raw, at long last, Oscar's back. Nice. Yay! Well, Becky Becky Lynch made a return to Raw after losing the title at Mania. Very dejected. She is she still looking dejected. like uh, David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, babies? yeah. There's a okay. brilliant, there's a brilliant like little gif or video of uh, of her coming as like a fan, kind of like just sort of going yay, and she's just kind of just, just kind of walks up and just looks utterly dejected at the man, just going, "Why are you clapping me?" <laughs> but she's gone. Oh, it's like Stop. she's she's hit rock bottom. <laughs> But but Becky's Becky's kind of gone. I'm gonna climb my way all the way back up, and I'm gonna get my tail back. And then Oscar's turned up, music dancing as always. Titantron once there's a really cool shot of of her from Raw on a turn to, on the turnbuckle with the Titantron stuff. It's really colorful. It's really cool. Um, but a yeah, bit like NXT 2.0, kind of. Um, but they are they are obviously sound a small little feud between those two, which will be good because they're both really good wrestlers. It's it's a non-title feud. There's no titles involved, so this will be fun. This will be fun to get people back or to get Oscar back into the fold and stuff like that. It's it's good stuff. It's exciting stuff. Uh, in terms of other returns, um, it's kind of like a double take. Mustafa Ali's back. Wait, what? Wasn't he yep. trying to get out of his contract? Well, he was. Uh, and then he turned up all of a sudden on Miz TV this week, interrupting uh, Miz and uh, Austin Fury, who has a new name. What? what? Austin Fury has a new name. What do okay, you think wait, hang on. Be? Wait, we've got to do this one step at a time. Hang on. So, okay. So let's, do, let's, do, let's, do, let's do with Mustafa Ali in a second, because he came in on the tail end of this. this okay. Okay. I'm listening. So Austin, so Austin Fury is obviously now the US champion. He beat Finn Balor last week. Mm-hmm. And now he's had a name change. Oh, what the heck? Okay, what kind of change? What do you think they would have done? Knowing WWE logic. Knowing WWE logic, what do you think they've done? I mean, going by recent WWE logic, they'd only give him a single name. But I highly doubt they're going to call him Austin because that would imply something else. Um, Mm. I'm going to say something a bit off the wall, and this is a dumb idea, but then again, this seems like a WWE thing to do. 
They haven't just called him something like Theory, have they? They have called him Theory. Oh, God, really? <laughs> yep. He is now known as Theory. I legit didn't know. <laughs> he is known as Theory now. That's awful. But um, well, yeah. Just call him A Theory. There you go. That's a fun name. I or you know, know what? Just call him Austin Theory. I mean, Vince just wants... Vince wants character names. He wants good character names. He's got one with Theory, apparently. Um, so, yeah. So, Theory and Miz are kind of having a nice little chat. Mustafa Ali turns up and says, I hope you're doing an open challenge, Theory. Because Theory, Austin Theory has been kind of... I'm sorry, who? Theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. You know who I mean. But, no. Um, no, Austin Theory has been doing a lot of goading of John Cena on Instagram and Twitter at the moment, which is interesting. Which there are there were there, some there, murmurings he might uh, be back in the summer. Yeah, I can I can imagine a small summer stand program which maybe Theory wins to get a nice rub off, uh, uh, like an, an like a, a seal of approval from from John Cena in a way. I mean, look, Cena's got to get his win back after his summer slam lost last year. You know, well, nah. Against was it Roman he faced? Yeah, he lost against Roman. Yeah, it was him or Lesnar, I was going to say. Well, but. he lost it. His, his match before that was his match at, what was it, at WrestleMania against The Fiend, and he lost that as well. So He's on a losing Cena, streak, you know? Cena's, Cena's here just to help you know, young. If he's just coming in to help the young talent look good, fine. I've got no issues with that, to be perfectly honest. Well, John Cena can do whatever he bloody wants, mm. to be perfectly honest. Uh, and so, so, yes, Mustafa Ali turns up and says, I hope there's going to be an open challenge. There was an open challenge set, but Austin Theory, with the power of the phone and texting Vince McMahon, set up a match between Ali and The Miz, which Ali won. So I think we're getting, I think we're getting a small little program of Theory and Ali, which is good. Could be good fun. Um, hopefully, this means they are going to try something with Ali that isn't going to end with people arguing behind the scenes. I hope mm. that's. I hope there is something. Something has come. Uh, I, I'm hoping hostilities have kind of toned down a little bit then. Cool, I had to prevail, as it were. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully so. We'll have to see. But immediately after Ali won the match, he was oh, no. uh, he was attacked by uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who also has a new name. Oh, God, what? <laughs> <laughs> but Tommaso Ciampa is such a good name. What do you think they've renamed him, Jeremy? What do you mean they've renamed him? All right, going by let's go by WWE logic. They're probably changing it to one name. Uh, do you know what? Part of me thinks they're just going to call him Tommaso because no one else would be called that. So is that your answer? Sure. Good logic, one wrong word. Okay, <laughs> he's just called Champa. <laughs> he's Champa. <laughs> Why do we need these words, Champa? <laughs> he could just be called Champa. Don't worry, when Tony D'Angelo oh. comes up, he'll be called Tony. And when Braun Breaker will come, he'll just be called Breaker. I don't know. Or just Break. Just Break. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'll just call him yeah. BB and then do a, a crossover of Star Wars of him <laughs> and BB-8. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, so yeah. So, in terms... Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Moo, Moo has an actual stable name now. Who, Sorry. Moo, or as in the Mountain of Omnipotence. They actually have a stable name now. Uh, wait, back up. Who the heck is the Mountain of Omnip Omnipotence? Well, what are you talking about? The last? It was Edge and Damien Priest, and you called Oh, is that Moo. what they're actually being referred to as? No. R wait, what? They got... 
not the mountain of omnipotence anymore, Jeremy. It's not that. <laughs> sure, okay. What do you think they've been called? Oh, it's not Moo. Oom? Um, the mountain of omnipotence. Knowing Edge, he's probably gone and looked, looked at a th- thesaurus or something. Um, the consequential hatred of dynamism. No, that's too close to dynamite. Of uh, what was that word he used for a while? Icono- the iconoclasmic cataclysm of Hadrian's Wall. I don't know. That's a good name. It's wrong. He, 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 opened, he, opened, he opened up the pay-per-view book of names and he scrolled through. Has he? So wait, has he? I don't know why. I'm he scrolled just, through the names of pay-per-views. Has he called his group Alter Bridge? Is he starting no. a rock band? No. No, he opened the book of old pay-per-view names and went, I shall call us Judgment Day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's do- the, the, the stable is do- called Judgment Day. Which I means mean, we better get a Judgment Day pay-per-view. Or I will be annoyed. <laughs> I mean, honestly, as far as like group names go, it ain't the worst. Yeah. It ain't the best, but it ain't the worst. No, and if, and if we're finally going to get to see like the name Judgment Day used again, do they get to have the like the classic logo? Like, do they get like the sure. whole treatment? Has he licensed it from Vince? I don't know. I don't know yet. But the entrance has been upgraded by a motorized chair. <laughs> Out so of ba- context, I do not know what that means. So basically, Edge has been sat on a giant like throne for like a couple of weeks. So Triple H is thrown from, from previous WrestleMania. With, sure. with, with, the, with the purple and blue lighting. So basically now when his new music from Alter Bridge starts, he kind of gets putted out on his chair with Damien Priest on one of the arm or just stood beside him. And it's like, out comes the chair. <laughs> it's better than the box with Cody Rhodes' head in. <laughs> it, like, does, does Cody Rhodes still have a full entrance now or has that gone? Oh no! No, we talked about it last episode. Basically, the way they do it now is they they still have the the build up and stuff, but uh, they do a, they do lots of smoke around the entranceway. And when they when Cody's ready to enter, enter, he just they just set off a door pyro like like just one bang, and the smoke fades, and he's there. Oh, okay. So right, I should have clarified my question. I mean, as in, was that I thought like was it a one time only thing, or is the Cody Vader back? So. I, I think Coney Vader will probably turn up for times when they actually have the setup to do it. You, you could say it will turn up in a premium-like situation. Well, remember, if it's not a stadium show, it's the same setup as any other WWE show. So it's not like custom sets, which I'm upset about. But What's the next like stadium show? Because SummerSlam is definitely one. Is there another one before that? Is Money, Money in, in the, the bank. bank one? Money in the Bank will be a stadium show this year. Hmm. Hmm. But speaking of premium live events, that leads us on to WrestleMania Backlash and the card so far, which we have in no particular order. Bobby Lashley with Omos with MVP as a manager. It's a match of the year candidate. Well, they had an arm wrestling championship match. But wait, there's a championship? No, they just I I, I just stumbled that <laughs> word in. But they had they had they had a they had a they had an arm wrestling match. Uh it mostly ended with Lashley being ganged up on, so. Uh, 50-50 booking almost gets his win back I don't know I don't care the crowd wins because it only lasts a couple of minutes yes 
AJ Styles is taking on Edge again. I still see Edge winning, but this time probably with Judgment Day shenanigans. Uh, let's say physical shenanigans this time. Physical like shenanigans. Maybe the third member of the group might be revealed because they've been rumored to have a third member. It might be a female wrestler. It might be someone else. Who knows? Hasn't Rhea Ripley just turned heel? Yes. I think also, I think everyone's kind of fancy booking, yes, Rhea's going to join this faction. And then it'll it'd be, be such a good fit. It would it'll be, be so good. It's like part of me would just go, it actually would make sense. So hopefully. You know, who, it's the knows? one time WWE could do the thing that makes it's, sense. It's an open goal. It is an <laughs> open goal. Because it's like they, they conduct themselves in suits. You could put Rhea Ripley in a suit as well. She'd rock a suit badass. It would be awesome. It's like get this like they're just real so like power hungry wrestlers. It'll be amazing. But um moving on. Uh I hope you like Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin, because you're getting it again. <laughs> or the first again, time actually. Uh, wait, again? No, no, you're getting it first time around. Sorry, my bad. Okay. I was thinking Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. I got confused. I oh, so, so they've definitely uh, I've literally not watched any WWE since Mania. So, so they've definitely so, split now, have they? Yeah, they've split. Happy Corbin stole Mad Cat Moss's statue of the Andrew the Giant Battle Memorial. Andrew! <laughs> Andrew! Andrew! Who is, this, who is this Andre? We're all about the Andrew Battle Royales. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I, we, I think it's safe to say Moss will probably win that one. He's been, he's, been getting, he's been getting a few wins under his belt recently. He, he, won, he won a handicap match against Los Lotharios. Uh, yeah, should be fine. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins is happening again. Rhodes, uh, Rollins, two. Oh, sorry, again. Rhodes, Rollins, I, I. I. I think this will be a good match still. Uh, I think Ro- Rhodes is winning. I, I can't see them do 50-50 booking. If they're, if they're presenting Rhodes as, as a legitimate person trying to win the WWE champ- Championship or one of the belts off Roman eventually, they kind of need to keep him going. They kind of need to keep him strong. Do you reckon I mean, they'll do like a screwy initial finish where like Rollins like had the, a grip of the tights or something and then possibly. they'll restart it? They might do like a, a possibly what was it? A, a, a dusty finish, if you will. Possibly, but I could I could imagine well they might have like well basically there's a if Rollins was to win it, then maybe they have a blow off feud as part of the money in the bank match. And then that's where I, I can imagine. I can imagine Cody getting the Money in the Bank briefcase this year. Mm. I really can. I think it's probably one of the most logical choices to do. To be honest, so it's a nightmare in the bank. Nightmare in the bank, maybe. Also, because you know Cody's so good in ladder matches. You know. Yes. Oh, who, cutters off everywhere. Oh no, oh, no, oh no. Should be fun though. Um, <laughs> we have winner take all for the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Usos versus RK Bro. Kind of points to Usos simply yeah. because of current stories and lines. And that's not a bad thing. It's just let's hope there is an actual plot going on here with, with the bloodline because Roman hasn't really appeared much since Mania. And again, that might be to do with the arm situation he had. He's been doing wrestling on house shows, so he's probably not injured or, or off the shelf. It's basically, I think, they're just trying to figure out creative. Because um, when you don't have a giant cowboy Brock Lesnar, you know. Yeah, it's like who on earth can we feed to Roman? I, it seemed, I, it seemed probable at this moment in time because they brought Sami Zayn into the mix with Reigns in terms of Sami Zayn kind of dobbing other wrestlers in for saying bad things about Roman Reigns. 
and one of those happened to be Drew McIntyre. So I think we're going into a summer feud of McIntyre versus Range. Mm. Will McIntyre win the belt? Probably not. I mean, isn't there if, like if, a, a London house show happening soon or something? Where like, this Friday, that that's one of the matches, isn't it, on the card? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Also, Gunther versus Shinsuke Nakamura is happening. I, I freaking want to see it. I'm not traveling mm. to London to go and watch it. But yeah. but yeah, I can see I can see Bloodline getting the belts. I mean, I mean, you can you could bring up you could bring up Solo Sequoia from NXT 2.0 actually. Dub him now the third Uso because he he is an Uso because he's he's a brother of theirs. Mm-hmm. Let him win. Let him win the Intercontinental Championship off Ricochet or something like that, and then you've got a belt. Can, can, can I just say, Ian, you've just said he can literally be announced as the third Uso. It makes perfect sense, which is exactly the reason why WWE won't do it. Well, they've got the NXT Spring Breaking event next week, so that'll be fun. It is that does that feature the Breaker? That's what they're going to call him when he's on the main roster, isn't it? They're just going to call him The breaking. Breaker. The Breaking. <laughs> the Breaking. <laughs> oh, no. Bron Breaker's got Joe Gacy to deal with next week. It'll be... F- oh, it's got a good feud. <laughs> the sound and, of your voice just then. And I'm, I'm worried. It's like part of me is worried they're going to give the belt to Joe Gacy. And I'm scared. And I'm worried. But moving on. <laughs> Last but not least on, on the card so far to be announced it's the I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship it's Ronda versus Charlotte 2 Electric Boogaloo However, this is probably the place for Ronda gets the belt maybe I don't because know because the backlash is real I don't care to be honest um <laughs> I mean, Drew Gulak's appeared for the last two weeks, once as an interviewer, once as uh, Adam Pearce's assistant, and both times he's been put in a submission hold by one of these <laughs> women's wrestlers. <laughs> Which has been fun because Drew Gulak takes the ball and runs with it in a way. He tried to do an interview with Charlotte and kind of went, but Charlotte, what if Ronda doesn't tap out? And then he got put in the figure eight and tapped out. And then they had a contract signing. And... Ronda just went, I'm gonna make you ta- I'm gonna make you tap out, Charlotte. And I demonstrated by grabbing the contract, putting Drew Gulak in an armbar, and signing the contract at the same time. <laughs> oh. If Drew Gulak's just gonna be the full guy now, it's like, sure, you know what? I'd rather see him wrestle, I mean, but I'll take that. I mean, he's he's got charisma. he's good, he's got comedy charisma in the ring. I mean he, he's got a, he, he tried to do a PowerPoint presentation during the contract signing and was told off. It's like, let's have a co- let's have a let's have a PowerPoint presentation about the rules of an I quit match. It's like, no, Drew. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 wrestling a backlash in a nutshell. It's a lot of rematches. I mean, what 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 isn't it normally? Yeah. I mean, by hopefully by this time. Well, hopefully after this event, we start kind of getting an idea of where we are going with things. It's like Fury is now the US champ. I can see him holding that for a little bit, probably to the end of the year. If they're, if Until they're the really Golden Egg get... promotion returns. Yeah, pretty much. Or Red Notice 2 comes out, um, which will be soon, probably. Uh, so yeah, I can see I can see that kind of happening. Uh, well, when is Backlash, champ- sorry? Backlash is a week Sunday. Oh, because oh, exactly. they're in because they're in Europe this week, aren't they? So that makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. It's uh, yeah, backlash. Yeah, backlash at the start of May. Double nothing at the end of May. It's a lovely double header. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say we'll keep it on time. I, I yeah, that's all. That's all we've got for the WWE section this week. I mean, we could we could do we could do a quick trip around the world if we really wanted to, Jeremy. 
I mean, you know what? We've got a couple of points we're going to raise. So why don't we take a trip around the world with wrestling around the world? Yes, wrestling around the world. It's exciting. It's fun. It's all about the wrestling stories that don't necessarily link up with the main promotions, but they still connect in some bizarre way. Case in point, Bad Bunny. <laughs> so I was completely unaware of this before we went on air, and I've not read exactly what you put in our little notes document here, so I'll let you indulge me in this so you can get my actual reaction to this. So, so in America so in America at the moment, there is an event going on called CinemaCon. It's basically, it is a, it's a theatrical trade show where basically... The studios turn up and go, hey, we're making this film, or we've done this film, and they start showing off stuff. So you've, they've been showing bits like uh, posters for things like Expendables 4, they've been talking about John Wick 4, uh, other upcoming things like the Barbie movie with Margot Robbie, all that sort of stuff. So It's a big like, promo. It's a pr- big promo. promo. Hype train. It's yeah. A hi- yeah, it's a promo hype chain where the studios come out, they celebrate their victory, their, their successes at the, at the box office. So like Sony's come out and gone, we're going to do Venom 3. Like that's a given because they made this still made a stupid amount of money despite the fact the film was bizarre. Um, so yeah, they're going to make a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, all that sort of stuff. So they 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 have all all the studios come out to play and kind of go, hey, this is what we've done, this is what we're doing, this is what we're celebrating, and all this sort of stuff. Sony and their ever expanding Spider-Man universe of films continues to be a painful experience, oh. with the odd exception. You know, with the only exception, obviously, uh, Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. Then we had Morbius. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a thing. I haven't seen it, yeah. Yeah, Morbius is a thing. But it's like people, it's like, yeah, it had it had one, it had a very steep drop-off. I think it went like 80, like a 75 to 80% drop-off in ticket sales, like after one week. It's like, oh, people don't want to watch this. Really? Um, so Because, you know, the legend that is Morbius, but I digress, continue. He is a Marvel legend, Jeremy. I will not have you besmirch his name. Only according to the action figure. And Sony branding. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we digress. We digress. So, the Spider-Man series is continuing uh, with another side character getting their own movie. The main character is going to be played by Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is going to be appearing, I think, in Bullet Train this summer as well. That's an action film with uh, Brad Pitt, directed by uh, Derek Coldstad, who did, I believe, Deadpool 2 and some of the John Wick films. So good action chops there. But he will be playing. So, so expect a Canadian Destroyer is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, uh, so Bad Bunny in the Spider-Man film will be playing El Muerto. So El Muto is Juan Carlos, a man who was a champion wrestler who fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match. When Spider, when the Marvel character El Dorado came to a weaken, oh no, when the Marvel character El Dorado came to kill a weakened El Muto, who was stung by Spider-Man, Spider-Man saved him, and the two defeated El Dorado. Basically, he's going to be playing a superhero wrestler. I'm game with that. that. That's it. That's it. And obviously, as a lot of wrestling fans know. Bad Bunny definitely loves his wrestling. Case in point, WrestleMania last year and Royal Rumble this year. So, yeah, I think he's the first uh, Latin lead for a Marvel film as well. In that way. Quite possibly. I don't know off the top of my head. And I think it, I think it's basically he will be the first Latin lead. Oh, for is that what it's housing as? Okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm game with that. It sounds good fun. I mean, I, from what I briefly saw him in the Bullet Train trailer, I think he'll be fine. 
He's basically if if he's if he's given that level of commitment like he did to when he was doing wrestling, there's nothing there's there's nothing this guy can't do, and it'll be fun to see. And yeah, why not? Superhero wrestling film will be fun. Why not? Why not? I think I that they haven't started filming that yet, so probably late 2024. Early I was going to say what year are we in right now? So yeah, probably 24. Uh, yeah, ex- expect the WWE crossover to come very, very soon. Look forward to the wrestler having competed in NXT 2.0. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So the other thing that we're going to take note of, but this is probably something more pertaining to you, I would say, good sir, because WWE mm. 2K22, I have not got hold of a copy of it yet. Mm-hmm. That may be changing soon because after seeing numerous people, yourself included, play the likes of GM mode and whatnot, I am getting a bit of an itch to want to play that GM mode. It, and uh, there was a big patch released for WW2K22. And the patch notes indicate that there have now been, well, I say patch notes. But, so in the My GM mode specifically, amongst this extensive amount of patch notes, it says tag team titles are now supported for normal and hard difficulty. The match Ooh. card size for normal and hard difficulty has been expanded. There is improved AI and general performance improvements. Now, in having seen a few other videos of how this works, you effectively now have the tag team titles for for whatever brand you're on. And this includes women tag team titles as well. It's not specifically mentioned. There are women's tag team titles. You can't allocate who the the tag champions are. You have to have a match to determine the winners, as it were. Okay. But that is now part of it. And it is really cool to see and how that sort of changes the elements. And having the bigger match card size, it means you basically have to now factor in you need more wrestlers on your roster and whatnot. So it's really fun to see that so far, based on like the videos anecdotally I've seen. So I am... Honestly, my GM mode is the only mode that interests me at the moment. Not because I haven't looked at the other stuff. It's just... I mean, it's just what interests me. I have actually played... It's like I've actually dabbled in my faction which is kind of like, it's not, well, it's not really a training card game, but it's kind of like their collector form game mm. per se. Um, and I'm not playing it more for, I'm not playing it for the collecting things. I'm just playing it because you get given a set amount of stars. It's basically, it's kind of the way I look at it is I take it as a challenge mode of using the wrestlers I have to win the matches that I have to get mm. more cards. So yes, I'm collecting cards, but it's like my little roster at the moment is made up of Champa, uh, Theory, Balor, and Murphy. And we seem to be getting on quite fine. But the thing is, is like I've got to be careful how many times I use them because if I if I go over the amount of matches they have on their contract, they'll leave my I'll, I won't have them anymore. Hmm. So I've got to so I've got to I've got to use them sparingly. And because I pre-ordered the game, I managed to get I have Undertaker all three versions of Undertaker available on my in my little roster for a little bit if I want to use them, as hmm. well as Ray. And also with the uh, the Banzai DLC pack that came out, which adds uh, Umaga. Yokozuma, Rikishi, Omos, and Casey Catanzaro, who has a new name. What? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What? Oh, uh, please tell me they've just called her like, like KK or something. Well, do you want to try and guess this? Is it just, is it just Casey? No. Go on. Uh, the new name is Katana Chance. What? <laughs> Katana. T- 
There's the, the I think. Can you I imagine think... that a week after you debuted in a video game and your name is changed? So there, there, there has been feedback from uh, uh, Katana Chance about her new name. And, Did she uh, say she was given a chance? Yeah, she she explained the name change in a promo on NXT 2.0, and basically goes, "Everyone knows me as Casey Canzaro, and that is me. But there are parts of me that people haven't seen, except maybe Caden. Uh, obviously, uh, Caden Carter being a current uh, partner at the moment on, on NXT. They're still a tag team, which is really cool. <coughs> so, uh, so except maybe Caden, where I get to do what I want, and that's shooting back straight whiskey and letting loose." Caden isn't the only one that can party and shake a little something. That is Katina Katana Chance. And that energy I'll be bringing from NXT from now on. You see, I hear Katana (laughs) Chance. And the first thing I think of is not about letting loose. It's her effectively wanting to be Katana from Mortal Kombat. Probably. That's essentially the first thing I thought of. Like, but... Also, how does she get a name change and still have two names? What the heck? Because, because, well, but, um, oh, well, you know, congratulations getting added to the DLC and then your name becoming obsolete in a matter of moments, much like many names in the, in the game. Well, I kind of, I kind of think a lot of like the DLC stuff has already been kind of prepared. I mean, on, I I will say this now, the models for the new wrestlers, again, look really, really good. Osmos, Osmos looks good. Marco looks good. Rikishi looks good and that sort of stuff. Uh, I did try playing as Osmos. Omos, and Omos is very slow as a wrestler, obviously matching the current thing he has in the ring. So when I'm taking on Theory in a match, Theory's whooping my ass a lot. And until until I'm able to do like the net, the, the bat breaker and then like the two-handed choke slam, then victory. But yeah, it's kind of like punch Omos, punch. Ah. <laughs> and Theory's already hit me twice. <laughs> Fair. So, so they tried to keep it true to life then, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've talked about it. there will be there will be more upcoming DLCs. Logan Paul, I think, is going to be playable soon. LA Knight yeah. will be in there as well. Uh, I think I think there's more to come in terms of wrestling, which is a good thing. And I think if the yeah. if, if the game is being if the game is still doing well and people are still playing it, and hopefully, may you never know, maybe as a way to kind of not counter program, but kind of make it still viable when the AEW game comes out, mm. maybe they'll they'll continue to add more wrestlers to the. So the thing, so rather than trying to churn out a game which might be a bit buggy, and I don't want to see that again, I was quite it's like, yes, it was a long wait to get 2K22, but the game is good. And this is the yeah. key detail though, buddy, is that yeah. the fact is they've been able to do a patch bringing new content as well. It's not just like game improvements, just still looking at the patch notes here. Like that they've added you know, certain things into this. They've refined things. They also added the NXT 2.0 arena, which I think you mentioned yeah. a few minutes ago as well. Yeah. Also added game-wide graphics options for graphic settings on PC. So they're, they're also doing All like right. platform-specific things as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's a testament to the game... T- sorry, it's a testament to the fact that the game is actually doing all right. That they've mm. actually been able to do a patch that's not just about hot-fixing, it's about adding stuff. Yeah. And I think that should be taken as a good sign. And I look, like I say, I, 
if slash when I ultimately get this, I'm probably only going to play GM mode just because that's what interests me, quite frankly. Mm. I'm sure I'll dabble into the regular stuff at some point. But even just seeing all these patch notes, which you can find at a 2k.com slash patch dash updates for anyone curious. Literally, there's just so much that they've mentioned on there and not even some in detail like the tag team stuff I mentioned. It is good to see that they're they're doing this stuff. And who knows how regular these things are going to be. One would assume mm-hmm. maybe one a month or so, excluding any DLC notes and such. So it's good to see that that's been able to happen for them. It's, it's genuinely very happy to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, as like I said, I'm, I still... It's like, I still play it. I'm having fun with it. I haven't really got into the custom, the Crow Wrestler mode a lot more than I probably would have normally done, but that's mostly because other game modes have kind of piqued my interest a little bit. And I've kind of, again, it's like trying to balance up a busy workload of coming home from work and kind of going, well, do I want to quickly beat some people up in my faction or do I want to try and go the long road with the story mode or stuff like that? But generally, I, I still kind of thinking this has been probably one of the, the, the better WWE games in quite some time. Mm. And, and it's like I'm I'm comfortable with the controls now. I'm not kind of kind of going, what on earth is this all about? And, and again, I've still yet to to encounter bizarre physics glitches, really, which is a good thing. Exactly. And that is the yeah. main thing. I think on that note, everybody, we are now going to start to bring the show to a close. So thank you very much for checking out the show this week. We hope you have enjoyed it. Good sir, before we do the outro proper, and obviously a reminder to people that this coming Friday here at twitch.tv slash BunkerZilla UK, you can tune into Quiz Smash from mm-hmm. 8 p.m., the quiz get the quiz game show that we mentioned at the top of the show. It will be a good time. And of course, as Ian mentioned, if you're not able to watch live, you can check out the VOD after the fact as well. If you would like to find BunkerZilla UK on Twitter, Facebook, you can do so by going to BunkerZilla UK as the username on Twitter and search for BunkerZilla UK on Facebook. Good sir, if people would like to contact BunkerZilla UK via the wonderful notion that is email, which to put this into context, some people now refer to email as snail mail. Think about that. How can people contact you? Well, if people want to contact the show and talk to us about their thoughts on the wrestling world, then they can do so by sending their thoughts to BunkerMania at BunkerZilla.co.uk. It'd be lovely to hear from you guys. Indeed, and in terms of when our next show will be, I believe we might still be on our two-week schedule that we were thinking of. We will confirm for sure, everybody. But for now, let us assume that we will be back on Wednesday the 11th of May. Does that work for you, good sir? I appreciate we probably could have finalized this before we start recording. It works for me. It works for me. It's the day before my birthday, so why not? Let's There you go. Make it work, and we can talk about the backlash. Exactly. WrestleMania WrestleMania backlash. (laughs) <laughs> Indeed, we'll probably likely have a vague idea of how Double or Nothing is shaping up at that point as well. So we should have some yeah. more on that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have some more video game related stuff to talk about because that was good fun. And who knows what else may happen. Maybe someone else will be sp- celebrating 20 years being on wrestling television for a while. Who knows? Or maybe there won't be. We'll find out. Actually, you know what we will do at that point? We will know what the AEW game teaser yes. was. So we will we be able will. to discuss that as well. Yes. 
So on that note, everybody, thank you very much for checking us out. If you have been listening to us on the likes of Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you drop us a quick review in there or give us a rating. We would really, really appreciate it. Make sure you give us a follow on the likes of Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube as well. From myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton, we have been Bunkamania. Until next time, signing out and take care. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.